Hi there, y'all, and welcome to the Inca Trail Diaries. My name's Bob. You'll end up meeting Steffi Steff along the way. I go by Bob or Bobby. I'm someone who lives in America, grew up in Canada, and decided that doing an Inca Trail trek up to Machu Picchu would be something I'd be interested in. I want to take you along that little adventure and just kind of give you some insight. Uh, I'm part with Steffi Steff, a YouTube and podcast channel called Between Two Teeth. We're dentists. I'm an oral maxfacial surgeon. Steffi Steff's a periodontist. But we don't like to talk about teeth. What we like to talk about is getting out there and discovering things about yourself, discovering things about others, and going on adventures. We ride motorcycles. Last year at this time, we did an Italian motorcycle adventure up into the Italian Alps. And we like to get out there. For me, I'm kind of on the second part of life and trying to figure out, quite frankly, how to live my best life. Part of that is pushing myself, pushing myself to take adventures um, this is 2023, and part of my push for myself this year has been to get out of my comfort zone and just kind of push myself physically. We were doing a uh, medical mission trip for Ukrainian citizens, uh, Ukrainian refugees in the country of Poland a couple months ago. And one of our docs that was on the trip talked about the Inca Trail and just how big of a challenge it was, but how miraculous it was. And that sort of gave me the idea, gave me the incentive to, to consider this. So we want you to come along on the journey. As I said, you'll meet Steffi Steff. She's the more fun part of the two of us. I'm going to try to go through some practicality things. I'm, I'm a planner. That's what I do. I love to plan. And so for us, we flew in from the United States to Lima. And we were in Lima for a couple days. Lima's right on the Pacific Ocean. Beautiful, beautiful little area. Um, the weather's usually pretty nice. It... Uh, doesn't rain a whole lot there. It uh, is safe to walk around, especially during the day. One of the things I was worried about was were safety issues. Um, but it was really nice. And we headed uh, kind of in the southern part of Lima, a place called Barranco, B-A-R-R-A-N-C-O, and it's kind of a bohemian vibe. Um, the doc that kind of had been on the Inca Trail from our mission trip had talked to us about that area and just said it was kind of a really neat feel, and they've got lots of murals and great restaurants. And um, One thing that is difficult, it is difficult to figure out how to get beach access. They have a couple couple access points over freeways but you can figure that out on Barranco and just get on Google Maps and kind of zoom in and you can kind of say oh okay that's how we get there 
Um, but it was a lot of walking. Our first day we did a nine-mile walk from our hotel down to Barranco and along the beach. The beaches, there's a little bit of sand, but lots of rocks. And so taking some sandals can be a really good idea. Um, but just gorgeous. And one of the things that was striking to me, if you're sitting on the beach and you're listening to the water come in, I love the sound of waves crashing. Listen to the waves as they go out, especially on the rocks. They just make a magical sound because <laughs> the waves kind of throw these little tiny round rocks everywhere. And it makes just a really, really neat sound. So we did that. We did that for uh, a couple days. We actually loved that Barranco area so much. The second day, we went back and walked another uh, 10 miles, stopping at coffee shops and had some food. We ended up having a beautiful lunch at this place called Javier's, which was right in Barranco. It faces over the ocean had ceviche oh my gosh I tell you I hadn't had much ceviche in my life two of the best meals I think I've ever had were lunches in Barranco just absolutely incredible food and it was a weekday wasn't busy at all I think it was a Monday and so we had the entire balcony overlooking the Pacific Ocean all to ourselves so we finished off that day. We, we met with our group. We ended up taking a uh, travels. I have no financial affiliation with the group. It's called Intrepid Travels. And it's a group of 11 people. Um, Price-wise, it was actually fairly decent. It was about maybe fifteen to $1,700 American for a guided trip. And that includes hotels and food on the trail and that sort of thing. So we met with the group at the hotel and learned some logistics. And the plan was the next day to fly to Cusco. Cusco. So Cusco's high altitude, over 3,000 meters that was one of my big worries. I've been at that elevation before in Colorado and stayed at that elevation overnight for multiple nights and not the easiest thing to do. From a logistics standpoint, I had actually started taking uh, medication Diamox, prescription medicine, to help with altitude sickness. Um, they also have coca tea, coca leaves, everywhere and that uh, purportedly helps out and we were there for two gosh seemed like two nights I think it was one night no it was one night what a neat town rich history I'd read a couple books or listened to a couple books going into that uh, going into this adventure to learn about Inca history and uh, I'm not a historian. I won't bore you with my failed attempts at pronunciation of names and places. Um, but for me, I'm a person that loves the planning and learning that information as I go into it. So if you're like that, 
get on there. Um, a couple of the books were really, really long. One was Turn Right at Machu Picchu that kind of talked about someone's exploration. But there's all kinds of books. But Cusco, neat town. It's a little gritty. You know, you're going to have panhandlers come up to you. Some get pretty aggressive. I was offered uh, marijuana and then cocaine in the first 30 seconds of walking down the street. I'm a fairly tall, big guy, and I stick out like a sore thumb. So I'm not going to blend in with, with anybody <coughs> in Cusco. But it was really a neat spot. We ended up meeting a son of a friend to deliver something and watched a, a football game of Peru versus Brazil in a local pub, and it was just a neat, neat experience. Great little coffee shops beautiful little town. The next day, we went ahead and took a bus ride. And we took a bus ride um, that's a fairly bumpy bus ride. And I'm going to mispronounce this name. Olandiambo. This is basically where most of the trains head out you're taking the train up to Machu Picchu. And this is actually a beautiful, quaint little town. It's not as high in elevation. I think it's maybe 2,000 meters. No issues really with altitude sickness here. But it's a smaller town than Cusco's. The views are absolutely beautiful. The uh, sacred valley of the Incas is here. You can just look around and see some of the Inca facilities that were built into the mountains. Absolutely incredible and gorgeous. The streets are easily walkable. Um, had incredible food. We had uh, llama food, uh, or no, alpaca hamburger. Figured I gotta try that. We also had a little touch of guinea pig earlier on in the day, which is a traditional delicacy. So this is sort of officially the first day of our trek and it hasn't happened yet but the plan is we're going to take a bus ride to sort of the launching point. One of our challenges we do have porters that are carrying things like our tents and our food. They will carry a five kilogram duffel bag and that has things like our sleeping bag and then anything else that we need at the end of the day. And that's actually a challenge to figure out what do you actually need? What do you want? And I think in life there's always that issue of needs versus wants. And I know when I was a kid and with my kid, my kids, everything is a, everything's a need. But when you sit down at the end of the day, you say, well, you know, actually that's a want. We're not going to have electricity. We have a YouTube thing that you need videotape and microphones and things like that. So I have a solar panel that I'll let you know how that works out. I'm not overly confident that it's going to help a whole, whole lot. But we're going to give that a go. But so we have a five kilogram duffel bag <coughs> and then our day pack. <coughs> One thing I would highly encourage 
if you are uh, considering taking the Inca Trail track or some other track is that you do some practice hikes with the shirts you plan on wearing and of course the boots you plan on using but also your backpack I had purchased a smaller day pack and it just didn't feel right around my shoulders I'm a pretty big guy and uh, the shoulder straps were not adjustable and so I ended up I'm using my full backpack that I've had for about 15 years I know it I've used it on several trips I'm no hiking expert if I'm trying to if you think I'm trying to make you believe that I'm not I'm the common hiker I don't hike much I've done some four-day trips in the Smoky Mountains with my boys that was back country that does sound pretty tough but and actually it was a crazy awesome experience that I wished I had have recorded that um, I'm not in as great a shape as I'd like to be and this trip planning was about a month prior and so it didn't did not give me a, a chance to really well I ramped up my training too much and kind of hurt my ankle so that kind of tells you my mind frame shouldn't have done it um, but that's the way life goes so I really look forward to kind of having you on this adventure I'm using my regular old backpack trying to figure out what should go in there and uh, it'll be an adventure so I hope you come along on the adventure as I said this is sort of trekking day one before we've left come join us y'all bye